This is episode number 357, Behind the Scenes of My Imperfect Process, Managing Expectations and Letting Go While Striving for More. Welcome to the Sonia Looney Show. This is a podcast about high performance and well-being, and I'm your host, Sonia. And if you're new around here, I am a world and multi-time national champion in mountain biking, and I still race professionally. I'm a health and mental performance coach, a writer, a mom of two little kids, and I own my own business. And if you're not new around here, welcome. I'm so glad that you're back, and I'm so grateful that you are part of this awesome community and that we get to learn and grow together. I certainly don't want to come across as someone who's complaining because I'm not. I'm just sharing what it's like behind the scenes. And when people ask me, how do you do it all? (laughs) That it's not pretty. And that it's laced with frustration and overwhelm and lessons that I appreciate. And that it's about doing little things, even if it's not the way that you want it to look. And that those little things actually make a difference. The importance of stopping and reflecting on what you've done instead of all the reasons why it didn't go right. I am just back from San Francisco. I went there for a family wedding and we took the kids and it was chaos. (laughs) I like to say, oh, it was a great time. But the reality is traveling with children, especially very small children, can be really challenging. And our kids are phenomenal travelers. They're really great at plane rides and being um, on long car rides. But getting thrown out of your routine and into a new environment can be very challenging. And a wedding is supposed to be a time of celebration, of getting to see people and talk to people that you haven't gotten to talk to before. And we did get to see family and friends, and that was really nice. But a lot of it was spent chasing after the kids and making sure everybody was okay and then leaving early so everybody could go to bed. I'm sharing that because a lot of times, and you'll hear about this as a theme in the podcast, a lot of times we will see pictures or things on the internet. We will assign perfection to those things. So you might see a picture from people at a wedding or traveling with their kids thinking, wow, that it must be so much easier for them, or it must be so much more fun than it is for me. So I think this transparency piece is very important because it helps all of us relate to each other more instead of creating us and other whenever we see other people doing things. So yeah, we got to experience some personal growth in trying to go to events with our kids that were not at times we would normally go to events with our kids and explore the city of San Francisco and all of the traffic and trying to plan out the food and all the fun things that come with traveling. It was a good challenge for my husband and I, and it was also, like I said, a bit of a a challenge with everybody. And it was fun. We saw lots of family and we also got to explore the city of San Francisco by foot. So we didn't bring bikes on this trip because we had pack and plays and all this other luggage for the kids. So we decided that it would be best to just run. And that is one of the reasons that Matt and I started running so that it would be a little bit easier whenever we travel to get our workouts and our training in without having a ton of extra luggage. I wish I could tell you I went on some amazing trail runs in Marin, but time was of the essence and we had to be very efficient with our time. We were staying in downtown and ironically, we were staying right across the street from Twitter headquarters. 
So that meant a lot of our runs originated downtown. That meant that we had to do lots of running block to block with stoplights. And it gave me even more appreciation for the privilege of getting to live near a forest and run in the forest. But it was fun to explore the city by foot and to run and see it in a way that I wouldn't have gotten to otherwise. And also, I did get some good hill workouts in because San Francisco is a very hilly city. And I even somehow found my way up to Twin Peaks, which is a high point in the city. And it was pretty fun to run up a really steep hill and a lot of steps. We also found some great vegan restaurants and some really good coffee. So all in all, the trip was fun. um, But people think that it's going to be fun in a different way because they think of a wedding and a party and all those things, which we didn't really get to experience it that way. But it was wonderful to see everybody and to have a different type of adventure. And next up for me is we are packing it back up next week and driving down to Bend, Oregon. I'm racing the High Cascades 100. And that was my first race back last year after having kids and a pandemic and all of those things. So a 100 mile mountain bike race after three years off of racing was like ripping off a Band-Aid. And I recorded a podcast on that. So I'll link that up in the show notes if you want to hear. But I'm really excited. I really like the community of Bend. I think that race is really fun. Hopefully, I'm a bit more fit than I was last time, although my training, as you'll hear, has not been what I want it to be. But I'm looking forward to the adventure and what's better than riding your bike all day. I will tell you that last year when I was doing the race, I was thinking to myself, I am never racing another 100 miler ever again. And I know that that might make you smile because a lot of us have those thoughts whenever we are in the middle of a race. I'm never doing this again. And then a week later, we can't wait for the next one. Then we'll come home and the week after that, I am doing a 35 kilometer trail running race, which is more like an ultra. The winning women's time was four hours and 45 minutes, and that is in Vancouver. So it's going to be very technical. This this race is known for being incredibly technical, which actually is not my skill in trail running. So I get to have more growth experiences, more challenges, and I'm looking forward to that because I didn't get to do the ultra run that I planned in May because I got COVID. So I didn't get to do that race. And this is in preparation for some bigger goals that I have later in the year. And speaking of goals, I wanted to let you know that I have created an event with Mike McCormick, who is the founder of Breck Epic called the Women's Cycling Summit. It is a free event that will be in Breckenridge, Colorado, August 14th through the 16th. And it's looking like it's going to be the 14th through the 17th as we have more and more speakers interested in coming to our event. You can come to just part of it. You can come to all of it. And the whole point of it is to help women turn attention into action, to help remove the barriers, the reasons why you think you can't do something, why you think you can't race the Breck Epic, why you think you can't do a hundred miler, why you think you can't start mountain biking, or why you think you can't start your own business or go after that thing in the back of your mind. It's to overcome that resistance and to give you the tools that you need and the community support that you need to step forward into the life that you want. Every speaker that you'll hear has had this experience in their life. There is something that they wanted to go after and they had to overcome some self-limiting beliefs in order to do that. And you'll get to hear how they did it and how you can do it too. In addition to these inspiring speakers from across many disciplines, so there's mountain bikers, professional mountain bikers and world champions. You'll hear from entrepreneurs and some superstar women who have built incredible communities of their own. And we'll also have some group rides, a skills clinic you can partake in. Shimano will be doing tech clinics, as many of you requested tech clinics at this Women's Cycling Summit, and even a clinic on how to figure out how to use your GPS or your bike computer so that you can safely navigate on your own if you want to go for a ride. 
You can go to womencyclingsummit.com and we have an email list. So we'll be sending out all the details very shortly. We also have a Facebook page, Women's Cycling Summit, that you can go there and follow if you want to get details as it unfolds. But again, it's a free event. It's in Breckenridge, Colorado. The schedule is on our website and we are always updating it. And that is womencyclingsummit.com. And if you want to be a part of my newsletter, I send out a monthly newsletter at sonyalooney.com slash newsletter, where I would include stuff like this about the Women's Cycling Summit, articles that I've written and podcast episodes that you may have missed. So you can get that at sonyalooney.com slash newsletter and join thousands of others to be in the know. All right. So for today's episode, I tried something really different and I'll be interested to hear how it lands. As you may have guessed, authenticity is a big value of mine and being able to share not just the highlight reel of life, but the full story of what it's like to be a human being, what it's like to process and struggle and come out the other side. And that's exactly what this podcast is. So I was preparing to go out for a bike ride. And this might sound silly that this became such a big deal. But I have a very tight schedule that I create so that I can do all of these different things that you see and hear me doing. And something came up that threw me off schedule, which happens all the time. But sometimes whenever we get thrown off, we might not be as flexible as we normally are for whatever reason. And that could be fatigue. It could be overwhelm. For me, that was the case with everything. And I'm going to be telling you about in this podcast, a ride that was supposed to be a key ride, a key training ride for these races coming up. And I got out late on my bike. Uh, All these things came up. I got super frustrated. And then I didn't feel good on my bike. So I couldn't do the work that I needed to do. So I decided instead of stewing about this in my head, I'm going to just turn on the microphone, which was just my AirPod that was in my ear and recorded a voice memo of what it's like when something like this comes up because it happens to all of us. And what I did in the moment to process it and figure it out and make meaning from it so that I could show up better the next time. I'm a little bit uncomfortable putting this out into the world, but I think that that means that I should be putting it out into the world because I think it's going to be really helpful. And not everybody is comfortable showing this side of themselves whenever things aren't going well and the frustrations that come with that and the thoughts that come with those frustrations. But because I talk so much about using all of these mental skills that I teach in my Mindset Academy and in my coaching practice, this is what it looks like in real life to be processing something like that. So you hear me talk about the challenge of shifting priorities in life, how small imperfect actions matter, even if you don't get to do your quote full bike ride or you don't get to do things all the way. And I talked about um, what being brave actually means, and that means showing up imperfectly. And I also talked about recognizing when you're assigning perfections to others and how it's not true. So I guess perfectionism is a part of this podcast episode. And you'll hear me struggle with acceptance and letting go while still reaching for more. There's some additional resources in this podcast episode because I'm sure you'll hear some themes like the themes of celebrating small wins, of managing expectations, of self-compassion, of the importance of looking at things in the big picture, all of which I have spoken about and written about extensively. So if you want to go deeper into those actionable takeaways, those are on my website under this episode. You might notice that the audio is not the same quality because I'm actually on my bike riding up a hill. You'll hear sounds in the background. You'll hear maybe my bike computer starting. So I hope that that's okay. But in the realm of staying authentic and and going through this in the moment, it had to be that way instead of waiting until I got home to sit at my desk and record it. You might also notice a different type of energy coming from me while I'm riding my bike and talking because my brain works differently whenever I am in motion running or riding my bike 
And that excites me. And it's also frustrating at the same time, because when I come back to my desk, I always wish that I could have that same level of creativity and have my brain working in the same way when I come back to sit, but it just never works out that way. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you get a lot out of it. Also, I hope that you don't feel alone whenever you are striving and struggling at the same time, because this is normal and this is what all of us deal with. And if you did get a lot out of this, please share it with your friends. Please hit that subscribe button. That means a lot to me and to my team because we work super hard to make this podcast the best that we can in the, in the hopes that it reaches others and helps make their lives better. So let's dive right in. Okay, so I'm going to try something unique for this podcast episode, and I don't even know if this is going to turn out. <laughs> Anyone can even hear me or this is going to be worth publishing. However, I have a lot on my mind right now. And a lot of people have been telling me that narrative is super important. This little downhill section. Working on leaning my bike. All right. So <laughs> this is going to be sort of a stream of consciousness episode while you ride this climb trail with me. So the narrative of our lives is really important and really relatable <laughs> and a lot of times we see people's outcomes and we also put an ideal to that outcome so you might if I were to take a picture on today's ride or a video and post it you'd probably assign these thoughts to it she has everything together she's super strong she's doing it all she isn't having any troubles and or maybe that's just the ideals that I put when I see somebody <laughs> online posting things and that would be an important point to make that <laughs> that's not true so I thought I would go behind the scenes of how my morning went because it was incredibly frustrating for me today and it doesn't happen often but I sort of hit a breaking point I get too overwhelmed with too many things or too much pressure that I've put on myself to execute in a certain way. So I just sent out this email to my sponsors and to brands that I hope will want to work with me in the future that I'm really working on. That's a whole other conversation and sense of frustration in that I've lost the majority of my sponsors in the last three years since having kids and since being unable to travel, train, race, and do everything. I just can't do it at the same level I was before because I want to be with my family. I don't want to just be gone all the time. So anyway, so I was sending out this email and I summarized what I did in June. And after I reflected back, it was crazy. I thought, how the heck did I manage to do all that? I did three races. I did this workshop that was really well attended and better than I expected. And <laughs> I have all these things on the go. But so you look at that and think, well, that's incredible. But behind the scenes is really hard. And it's frustrating most of the time. I always feel like I'm falling short when I'm falling behind. I feel like everybody else has it easier than me. And I know these things aren't true. But I just wanted to share those thoughts and emotions because all of us feel that way. 
and we look at people who are achieving things. Like you might, some people might look at me that way and think, I don't feel that way. But every day is hard. It's my mindset that gets me through. I'm an optimist. I choose a way of talking to myself called my explanatory style of making sense of what's happening in my life. That doesn't mean that I don't get frustrated, but I don't want to give up. And honestly, I want to give up a lot and I want to quit. I want to quit being a pro mountain biker. I want to quit my podcast. Maybe I should just give up everything and that I've worked for and stay home with my kids because I feel bad when my daughter cries and I put on my cycling jersey every day because she knows I'm leaving. Those are all normal feelings. It's how you make sense of them. And I know that no matter how small the step forward, no matter how small the movement is when I move that ball forward, it's going to make a difference. But it might not be fulfilling in the moment. It might not feel good or like I'm special or I'm making a difference. But when I zoom out, I know that it does. And something that's been really hard about having a three-year-old and a one-year-old and continuing to race at the front of these ultra endurance events is that I've had to become flexible. And that isn't in my nature. I very driven and I know what I want and I go after it unapologetically. And I've always done that. But now I can't do that in the same way if I want to prioritize my family, which I do. And I'm also being careful with my words there because that's a choice, right? Like you, you could say, I can't do something, which some cases you can't, but many of us have a choice with the things that we put our energy into, the way we choose to live our life. So I'm not going to say I can't because I'm choosing this. But choice doesn't mean that it doesn't come with an entire layer of things that you're missing out on or things that you wish were different. So consistency is a value to me and a strength. I like to be consistent with everything that I do. That has helped me achieve many great things. But I can't be consistent right now. I'm, I'm not consistent right now because I'm committing to too many things. But I'm not going to back away from that. I'm not going to stop doing my podcast. I'm not going to stop coaching. I'm not going to stop spending time with my kids and having a nanny six hours a day instead of eight or nine or ten hours a day because when I look big picture, I know how I want to feel. So going back to this morning, I had big plans to do a long ride. This is the only day this week I get to ride my bike because we're going to San Francisco for a wedding. And I'm really excited to see family and to do all that. In the past, I would have brought my bike just to do one ride so that I wouldn't miss out on my training schedule. But with our family situation, it's going to add a lot of stress to bring my bike to do one ride. And one of the reasons I started running was to give myself some flexibility whenever we're traveling. So I can still train, but not take my bike. But I can't. My body isn't ready to train running 
four days in a row. <laughs> so I'm not taking my bike. So this is the only day I get to ride my bike. And that means that there's a lot of pressure on this ride that I've put on it. It has to be a certain way. It has to be, I have to feel a certain way for it to count. If it's not, then that means that my race isn't going to go well, or my, or my training and my fitness is just going to continue falling off. And that is a false set of beliefs. That's a negative explanatory style. That is a way of thinking all or none. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't pop up in my head. So wanted to get out early this morning. I worked on my bike yesterday. I made time for it so that I could just get out and go ride. But I made a mistake in my mechanic work because I was in a hurry. <laughs> and so my bike wasn't ready. And now I had to spend another 30 minutes getting stuff ready and lost 30 minutes of valuable training time for my one ride this week. I can't pack it on the other side because I have appointments and commitments in my quote business part of my life. So I can't just add it on later. And the thing that Matt and I talk about with parenting is you used to be able to just squeeze it in later if you missed something or didn't do something. And it's a lot harder to do now. So I was angry. Actually, this is what I mean by breaking point. I actually felt sick to my stomach because I was so mad about my schedule falling off. This, this has happened in the past too, this rigidity around the schedule having to be a certain way. So, but I've gotten much better about this, but the flexibility piece was saying, okay, like this isn't gonna be the way that I wanted it to be. And not thinking in terms of permanence here, like because it's not this way, everything's ruined. Because it's not this way, I'm not gonna be fit enough for my next race. And I realized that we put so much pressure on an ideal, put so much pressure that something has to be a certain way. This sort of a perfectionist way of thinking. That if it's not that way, then everything else is a loss. Something that I've really had to learn is that showing up and doing less than perfect, having less than perfect process still gets you places. And being rigid and having a perfect process doesn't mean that you're going to be successful. And I have many examples. Think of examples in your life where you didn't have that perfect process, but it still created something meaningful or maybe even something successful. Recent example of that for me was the Pisgah stage race in April. I got sick, which happens all the time now. I didn't get sick for years before having children, and now I'm always sick every month. In fact, I was sick for almost two months between COVID and minor head colds. But in March, I got sick and I couldn't train for two weeks. And I thought, well, I'm not going to be in shape for this race. So maybe I should just quit. Maybe I shouldn't even go. Maybe I shouldn't take my family across the country so they can watch me and support me to race. It doesn't even matter. My husband held up a mirror to reflect my values and what's important to me and why I'm doing it in the first place, which isn't to win. <laughs> Winning is something I strive for, but it's not the only thing. And I went to the race. And I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about this, but like I won the race. <laughs> and that was much, very unexpected with imperfect, very imperfect training, 
imperfect preparation, maybe even a negative headspace. <laughs> so don't throw it all away because it's not going exactly the way you wanted it to go. So back to this morning, I just remembered how important labeling emotions is. It's something we do with our toddlers and it helps them and it helps me. So out loud I said, I'm frustrated. And I heard all this noise, like kids making noise and it was all like happy noises, but just the sounds made me feel completely overwhelmed with the emotional storm happening <laughs> with all this stuff. So I just labeled it, I'm frustrated. I made myself take a deep breath and I didn't feel better immediately. Of course, I'm not gonna just feel better immediately. But that created space to say it's okay to practice a little bit of self-compassion, some perspective taking that this isn't the end of the world, that I just need to get out and ride and I'll get there. And I did. I left, the family actually got to start with me because we got this new e-bike where it's like a cargo bike for kids. So they started out with me and it was, Seeing my, the smiles on my kids' faces helped me, but my mind would wander through the frustration and then I would see them and realize I was missing the moment and came back to it. Then it gets better. I started on my ride and I told myself I'm doing intervals today. I've had good sleep the last three days. I should be mostly recovered from that big block of racing I did. But I did a run yesterday, two hour run because I've committed to this big goal at the end of August, beginning of September called the Grand Traverse, which I hope I can do and show up for. It's a 40 mile trail run one day, 40 mile mountain bike race the next day. And I've never run 40 miles. <laughs> I, I have no idea what's gonna happen with that. But um, so I did this run yesterday. It, wasn't, it was another completely imperfect scenario where I tried these new shoes, it was my second, the first run was good, and then the second run was horrible. My foot hurt so bad I could barely walk. I'd like run barefoot and <laughs> try to get home so I could switch out my shoes to get another pair of shoes so I can finish the run. So that was a bit frustrating. And so today I thought I'm gonna get my redemption. I'm gonna get out there, I'm gonna finally feel good on my bike again because when you're racing back-to-back -back races, especially when you're attempting to race into shape, it doesn't feel good and you start doubting yourself because you feel tired or your legs hurt all the time and you're not at your best. But for some reason, I thought today I was going to be at my best. <laughs> so I start my ride, my heart rate's low, my legs are killing me before I even tried to put down an effort. And again, I had to shift my expectations and say, wow, okay, well, I guess today I'm not going to get to do the work that I was hoping to do. I have a 100 mile mountain bike race in two weeks. So this was supposed to be a key workout for that race and it's not going to happen. So here's an example of maybe we assign, everybody always feels good on their bike, but me, everybody trains better than me or has it better. But I think this is more common than people let on <laughs> because I know I'm definitely a human being. <laughs> I hope that my competition and colleagues are human beings as well. But sharing this is so important. So, yeah, I'm not going to get to push 
in the way that I want to. And there was anger and frustration around that. And I had to let that go. And something that I try to ask myself when I feel that way, bumping up against these ideals and these expectations for myself, expectations that it has to be this way, otherwise it's not going to work out. Expectations that if I don't feel a certain way, then I'm not a real pro or I'm not going to be successful. What are those thoughts doing for me? The answer is nothing. They're constricting. They make me angry. They make me don't, they make me lose confidence in the moment. So that's where, again, this practice of compassion, self-compassion comes in. It's okay to feel this way. Mindfulness, kindness, and common humanity are the three elements of self-compassion. So how can I practice that in this moment? And then how can I make this bigger than myself so that I can use this to help other people? That's why I decided to record this trail monologue as I write this awesome climb trail on a beautiful sunny day coming back to the gratitude that I get to do this. That this is a privilege that showing up for a ride frustrated and sucking, quotes in air quotes, is a privilege because not everybody gets to do that. So I hope that this random podcast monologue (laughs) was helpful. I certainly don't want to come across as someone who's complaining because I'm not. I'm just sharing what it's like behind the scenes. And when people ask me, how do you do it all? (laughs) That it's not pretty. And that it's laced with frustration and overwhelm and lessons that I appreciate. And that it's about doing little things, even if it's not the way that you want it to look. And that those little things actually make a difference. The importance of stopping and reflecting on what you've done instead of all the reasons why it didn't go right, all the ways you wish it looked, how it looks for somebody else. So I encourage you today, if you can, take a moment and actually write down, pick a period, a week, two weeks, a year, a month, things that you're proud of and weigh that against how you feel and you'll realize that the actions that you take add up. I know that sounds like a broken record, but I have to remind myself of that every single day. Otherwise, I would give up. It takes courage to keep showing up. That's what being brave means. Being brave isn't always feeling confident and knowing you got this. Being brave is showing up imperfectly, especially when you don't have it. Knowing or being optimistic that good things will happen. I keep going. And even though I reach a breaking point like I have today, I'm going to keep going. And eventually that's going to result in a breakthrough. So I hope this was helpful. We'll see if I publish this, if the audio is even discernible between the wind and my breathing, all the fun stuff. But hope you guys all have a great day. This is something that you like. Maybe I'll do more of these episodes. We're out riding together. This is probably something we'd be talking about. So that's it. 
I hope that you got a lot out of that episode. I kind of spilled my guts there as to how things are whenever I in a challenging moment, whenever I am at my breaking point. And that happens from time to time. And having that self-compassion around it and that perspective taking whenever that is happening is so powerful and it's something that I regularly have to practice. I hope hearing me work through it will help you the next time that it happens to you. And I'm so grateful that you are listening to this podcast. And as always, I'm with you on this journey of personal growth, adventure, and our mission to be better every day. See you next week.